Remember what I told you about those new, two New Zealand guys who did the podcast on Grown Ups 2? They just watch it every day. <laughs> they do a podcast every day for like a year. Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> it's hilarious. Like, it's one of the worst movies of all time. Is it's, there a lot of like, wow, you know, let me, t something I didn't notice on the first, <laughs> you know, 52 watches, but this time. <laughs> Welcome to episode 22 of Starfield with Normal People. My name is not a Dwayne, as was said last week. It's just Dwayne. <laughs> I'm here with a Michael. One of many. Mike, a Michael, just, how's it going? <laughs> just a Michael. No, but um, you, you I, did say I'm here with a Dwayne. A, a Dwayne. A Dwayne. A Dwan. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what that is. That's called pizzazz. Okay, in that case, uh, you're forgiven because everybody loves a little pizzazz. Uh, yeah, sometimes you, know? you need a little pizzazz. In these dark and dreary, you know, winter months, you gotta you gotta have pizzazz. Hey, yeah. but I gotta tell you, I I have a huge gripe with Starfield, man. I got Again? a problem with it. I, you only get yeah. one per year. Oh, it is a new year, so okay, go it's ahead. It's a new year. My gripe with Starfield is that the fox bat. A creature that is found on the planet Schrodinger 3 mm. is the cutest creature in the game. The gripe okay. is that it's also the best for XP. I was going to say a source of like sealant or something like that. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you just have to relentlessly kill them. If the fox bat is in a box, is it simultaneously alive and dead at the same time since it's on Schrodinger planet? Since Yeah. I guess whether since or not it's on Schrodinger, it's it still can be in both states. It can, it can be, and it is, uh, mm -hmm. because that's just that's just the principle of it. Yeah, it's actually everything. I think it's it's everything all the time, all at once. Right? Isn't that like yeah, the new it, the new understanding of of quantum mechanics? Is like if I you guess. put an apple in a box. Have you heard the the apple theory? No, this is new to me. Okay, so if you put an apple in a box and you seal it in there with nothing else just the apple, in infinite amount of time, it will eventually become everything in the universe. Oh, I mean, I could see that. Uh, if you put an apple in a smaller box, does it become a chunks apple? <laughs> if you put if you put an apple in a, in a perfect cube, then yes, it becomes chunks. What about horse apples? Yeah. <laughs> Horse apples? Yeah. Wait, you don't know what horse apples are? <laughs> no, I think I know what it is. <laughs> is it? Are, is it the testicles? No, it's just crap. Oh, okay. It's horse poop. Oh, okay. I can't believe oh, you didn't right, know yeah. what horse apples were. Uh, I this is this quite the a, discovery episode for both of us. I thought that was a uh, like a Rocky Mountain oyster type situation. Right. I know where but your I mind's guess at. Not. You know where my mind is at though. It's on this huge, huge update or should i say updates right we've got the big one that they yeah. announced and we've talked about um you know in in the past couple podcasts where you know they're going to do the travel improvements and yeah. they're going to do the city maps and stuff like that but we At actually some point we got a surprise uh update coming right yeah it was pretty surprising that this one was going to show up so soon. I mean, anytime a developer says we're gonna release something in February, I am assuming it's February 29th on a leap year. No. <laughs> yeah, they never account for like the Christmas week and then the first week of January when no actual work gets done at any company in America. People are just yeah. like 
staring at their computers like it's North Korea and they're pretending to like Google things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but this update, uh, I'm pretty excited, even though it's not uh, very likely. I, I mean, I doubt it. I doubt that it's going to have the new ways to travel. I doubt it's going to have uh, any of the survival mechanics based on what they've been saying. But I am excited because it's, it is a big update in terms of just fixing things and mm -hmm. fixing bugs. Yeah, you know, hanging out in our Discord, I've noticed a, the people that have put hundreds of hours into the game, such as yourself, run into yeah. some significant bugs, and I feel bad. Like, And I feel like, am I going to... Maybe that was one good side effect of just being slow, is that I don't right. get to experience some of these game-breaking bugs that people have had. <laughs> and also, my computer's better than yours. So, you know, <laughs> that's why. That's true, it is. No. Um, really. But it's it, that actually reminds me of a really funny uh, comic where someone was like, uh, they said, PC is better than console. And the other person says, is your PC better than a console? And then they just kind of looked down and started crying. <laughs> the theoretically, mm -hmm. PC is better than console. Hey, do you have um, five grand? Because then, yeah, your PC will be better. It'll it'll play every game yeah. way better. <laughs> I, I've gotten into those conversations with people where I just say, no, I understand. I get it. Yes, PC. I, I'm with you 100% of the way. PC is better. Uh, but I got my Series X for 500 bucks, and it's pretty great. Honestly, nothing, and I'm a, I'm a PC guy, nothing is better than just turning on the Xbox and playing immediately. With PC, yeah. I mean, you could, you get distracted, first of all. Like, I, I sit down, I'm going to play Starfield. I find out like an hour later, I still haven't launched it yet because I saw something in Steam or like I, I never even made it to yeah. Steam. Like I'm... <laughs> You know goofing around on youtube or something so or you found uh you know uh best settings and then you're tweaking the settings yeah I, endless i gotta tweaking. tell you they released mods on xbox for skyrim and for fallout and i could not believe how much time i spent oh let me put this mod on and this one and this one okay now let me load up my save mm -hmm. see what that looks like oh that's pretty good I don't really like those textures, though. All right, let me go get a different one. And I would just spend hours doing that. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm not even playing the game. I mean, but I was having fun. In we a talked way, about so. your hobby of hating games. It's not even playing games. It's just hating games. <laughs> and, you know, for yeah. PC people, it's just tweaking games. It's not playing. It's just, just sitting around, like, playing yeah. with settings and mods. Yeah, that's that's the Netflix browsing equivalent. Oh, my God, yes. Uh, for I'm Steam horrible players. with that. But yeah, this update should be good. Yeah, and it looks like, you're right, it's going to fix a lot of the little, like, both graphical issues that people are having, some serious, like, game-breaking bugs where people can't dock with uh, space stations or other ships or something. Little gameplay issues, right? Yeah, the worst thing about these bugs is it's not always apparent right away that you have a bug. And so I know that, like, I kind of finished up most of the main quests and then I was doing some of the better side quests and there would be times where I just would uh you know a ship would land like now everyone knows about the ships landing uh and not opening up mm -hmm. but I was in the middle of a mission and a ship lands and there's a marker on it and nothing is happening so that's the frustrating thing is when you don't even know you have a bug you just think that you did something wrong. And then, and mm -hmm. then I just, I had to get like, hey, look, I spent so many hours doing 
tons of missions, having tons of fun. And it just happened to be that at the end, there was like two or three in a row that were like, this one was bugged. Okay, let me do this mm-hmm. one. That one's bugged. This, and it's just, it was unlucky, but it's also because I already had such a great time finishing out all those other quests. What was remaining were these bugged quests. And so you were I was due just like, okay. For, for yeah, the bug over. quota. <laughs> it was I really your time. Was. It's our time down pro- here. You're not going to take probably, Troy's bucket up. <laughs> I probably went on a forum somewhere and said that I hadn't encountered too many bugs. And as soon as I said that, mm-hmm. that was it. Todd. I was humbled. He found it. <laughs> <laughs> He's always watching and waiting yeah. in the shadows. Yeah. So, so apparently uh, they tried to fix the stuck asteroids and, and some of them are still trailing behind. So this one should uh, hopefully. I'm secretly bummed about the stuck asteroid thing, though, because I thought it would be fun to to at least get one stuck to my ship, but it never happened to me. So oh, I guess yeah. I'll never that experience that bug. That is too bad. So I have to ask you, Dwayne, when they showed the side-by-side of the dude and the character creator and right. they were like talking about <laughs> graphics and textures, did you notice a difference between okay, so the two? I spent an ungodly amount of time staring at both of those photos and I'm like, wait, is this a joke on us? Like, are these photos the same? <laughs> And they're the same picture. Yeah. Gr- granted, it was it was like a screenshot. Um, it wasn't the actual tweet from Bethesda. It was like gamerant.com, whatever. I don't know, some yeah. website. And it was like, here's the thing. And so I was like, okay, I don't see any difference. So right before the podcast, I was like, okay, I'm going to bring it up again. I know like, there's I something. have to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's something different. I'm going to spot it. Here's what it is. It's the hair. Like, there's not a lot of differences. Okay. But if you look at the hair in the first one, it looks like a five-year-old, uh, you know, took a black crayon and just started scribbling all over the guy's chin and, and mustache. Oh. If you look at the the other one, the hair's better. That was, like, the only improvement I really saw. Like, maybe there was some shadowing, but it's not anything drastic. Yeah. And there might have been something around the eyes. I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, let us know in the comments. Comments. Yeah. Tell us what we're not seeing, or and then I think I told you earlier that perhaps it's something that you would notice in game because, like, we talked about right. when you go to that camera of seeing the NPC, it goes to a higher resolution model, um, so you connect more with the character. But that was like the the character creation screen that they showed. So who knows? Yeah, you know what I do see though. I see some like white light kind of hitting him from the sides. So I don't know if they kind of changed how light reflects or something like that. Yeah, the one one looks slightly brighter, less saturated. I'm like, okay, it's slightly less saturated. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. There wasn't a great difference there, so. They just just hit him with some more lights. Uh, They hit him with a ring light, I guess. I have, I don't really have a whole lot of complaints about the graphics in this game or even the character models. I mean, if they are spending time to improve the the look of the characters. That's fine. I mean, there's a there's some weird looking NPCs wandering around. Like I'm finally well, diving into Neon right now and yeah. like Neon is is a smaller corridor where all the shops are and there's a ton of NPCs randomly walking around and so I'm getting to see, you know, some really bizarre looking NPCs that are like staring <laughs> yeah. me down, but more well, more to add to I our Discord like... NPC death stare yeah. channel. Yeah. I need to, I need to go looking for some more of those. What what I would love to see in in maybe this is part of it because they're talking about these tweaks. Uh, I would just love to see the quality 
not be so different between like when you go to talk to someone you're seeing like this super high resolution amazing quality skin on the the character and just their their face and everything mm-hmm. and then when you pop out of that dialogue it's um, uh it's Laura it's Croft a big from 2005. <laughs> it's just a bunch yeah. of triangles. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Big you, pointy you can kind of see a big difference. Big pointy triangles. <laughs> oh, those pointy triangles. <laughs> um. No, but I, actually, I think the Xbox is different because uh, I don't really notice the okay, drastic yeah. difference that you're seeing. So I wonder if that's a uh, an Xbox uh, kind of tweak to make it run better yeah um i'm sure it probably is that's not a setting in the in the setting somewhere to to make it no the only settings we get is to turn off the blur or i mean at least we can change the fov as well they said the update was going to drop on january 17th but likely it should be maybe more like the 18th, 19th, 20th, right? Is that what I heard? Yeah, they're saying that definitely by the end of the week. So maybe by the time we actually drop this podcast, it'll be Yeah, it could out. be out okay. and yeah. people uh, trying it out. Well, in the news, a lot of us saw that Starfield was actually nominated for the annual DICE Awards in two categories. Mm-hmm. So one being a role-playing game of the year, which is honestly being up against you know, Baldur's Gate 3. It's really cool that they were at least nominated for that. Right. But the one that I think is really cool is that they were also nominated for Outstanding Achievement in Art Direction. And it it made us realize that we hadn't really talked a lot about the art direction in this game. It's kind of like when your your five best movies, is it five best movies for the Oscar for, for Best Picture? It is five now, right? I don't think it's always the same amount, but I think mm. it is around five. So it's kind of like that. It's like usually there's one movie that everybody knows is probably going to get Best Picture. Like it's almost like a, a shoe-in, right? Right. That's kind of how Baldur's Gate is this year for like RPG, you know, game of the year. So I'm under no pretense that Starfield's going to beat Baldur's Gate at the Dice Awards for that category, but you're right, the art direction is absolutely stunning. Baldur's Gate has cool art in it too, but it's not dynamic. It's an isometric view that you right. can spin around. And I mean, it's, it is kind of dynamic. You have lighting and other things and effects and whatnot, but it does not compare to Starfield's, you know, what they're achieving on planets, within the cities. I mean, it's absolutely stunning. And, you know, I think I think we could definitely go into depth into the art direction. Yeah, Um, I mean, now that I think about it, we have, uh, in the past episodes, we've talked a little bit about how the lighting works, how it bounces off of planets, so you'll actually get light coming from two different sources. mm -hmm. I, you know, I know that, like, so I know that it does not, on Xbox, at least, it does not use ray tracing, and I don't think it uses it on PC either. Not at this time. So it doesn't, however, I noticed, like I was playing the Ryujin storyline and uh, quest line again, and I just noticed the way that shadows worked. The, the shadow, like one of the things that they talk about ray tracing is how the shadows get fuzzier uh, the further away from the light source it is. So like you, you, you might see the shadow start sharp and then end up fuzzier. This is all like a lot of nerd stuff, but it's, it's very interesting to notice it. And I, I just thought it was like beautifully done. So the, like the lighting's great. I mean, I even see people that 
hate on the game, they mm -hmm. say, well, I'll say this though, it looks amazing. And it's true. It just, it does look amazing. I, I would love to see the, like if I'm nitpicking, I would love to see the, the water effects uh, better. Yeah. Well, but, we don't run into water all that much in the game. No. Truth be told. It's really not that important. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a small thing. Mm -hmm. It's a tiny nitpick, but for a beautiful looking game, the land generation, like the way everything looks, it's just incredible. So yeah, I, I would love to see it win. It's not just like how good the graphics are. It's like the way things look. Let me say this. There's a lot of futuristic games mm -hmm. where they choose a look and that's the look that everyone has like the technology every everyone's guns look the same the ships all look the same that you know and starfield like bethesda has this knack for saying for looking at something and saying that's not how the world works you're going to have different people with different styles all making different things so that's why Demos ships look different from Teo ships mm -hmm. and you know what I mean like and we've talked about how all the armor sets like the the spacesuits they all have a very distinct look yeah I think the art direction was a key component from the very beginning of this game when they sat down and they started to think about a space game and you're right it's like in our world we've got Teslas and we have Dodge pickups you know, like they're yep. kind of on the opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of design and functionality and other things. But yeah, same PC thing with, and Mac. Right. And, and same thing with in the game. I mean, they've they've developed these looks for for different cultures within humanity. And I think it's really cool. I think that will be interesting. You know, I've seen people joke about and sort of criticize like, uh, oh, Aquila City, like they just had to do cowboys. I'm just like, yeah, but did you look at the whole game? The whole game isn't cowboys. That's just that city. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, he here's the thing that I love about Bethesda is they know some people are going to want space cowboy lifestyle. They know some people are going to want, you know, corporate, like corporate lifestyle. Like everyone at Ryujin is wearing like these uh, suits and robes that kind of definitely have like an Asian aesthetic and, and design influence. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, can I like, ask you real quick? I'm on the yeah. very first mission and I'm trying to plant the virus in the Celt Corp computer. Oh, yeah. Any tips on that without uh, getting caught? To me, that mission is very, very easy, but that that's because I've put points into stealth. Mm. I want to say that my skill is way up there. For there's, stealth. There's, oh, there's a guard, and then there's literally like a guy sitting in the next cubicle over. So. Okay, so and and I assume you're crouching e for stealth. <laughs> I don't. I don't even think I tried stealthy. I was just trying to wait till everyone left. I don't even. Oh I yeah. never. I never crouch in stealth in the game. So yeah. No, you got to do that's that. That's my first mistake. Yeah, that's, okay. So that's the way. That's what you got to do. But Doy. for anyone, <laughs> have you tried so crouching? Have you, <laughs> have you tried stealth? Um, have you tried stealth on a stealth mission? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you got to understand, Dwayne's character is Sir Blows a lot, okay? <laughs> he's a bouncer, he, too. He, I mean, he's security, he bouncer, in, and melee. <laughs> oh, he's my not God. a stealth guy. He comes in strong. He's got a rocket launcher or a grenade launcher. But um, I, And I have Sarah, too, which is the complete wrong 
companion to have with that build. I got to get rid of her. Well, she's also, it's honestly most of the Constellation companions just aren't really great to have for that whole quest line. Because the whole quest line is very stealth, corporate espionage, you know, a little line if you want. You know, let me just say to your issue with the the stealth though, like even if you are crouching, you are doing stealth, I got to tell you something that a lot of people don't know. You know how your suit, your space suit, uh, I assume like most players, you probably have it in the options to automatically hide the suit when you're in Mm -hmm. a town or, or building. Right. Okay, here's the thing. S- those spacesuits are still counted as you wearing it when, even when it's hidden. So if you're wearing it, you're wearing it. And it kills your ability to do stealth. Oh, right. Yeah. So that this is something that most people forget. And Take off the spacesuit, like we said before. Take off the spacesuit. Yeah. Yep. Stop moving uh, around, just, around like a bunch of tin cans, crunkly... Uh, you know, uh, tinfoil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you? You were talking about something I so rudely interrupted with Seltcorp. No, it's 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 all good. I you know I was talking about how Ryujin you know has an aesthetic like all these different places have an aesthetic. Bethesda are so good at spatial storytelling and like how you can kind of see how something happened without being told. Like for instance, this is just a shot in the dark, but to me like. Neon has a look, right? It has this uh, very Blade Runner type look to mm-hmm. it. Ryujin is on Neon. It's in that city, but it looks very different. It's its own thing. And what I like about that is it kind of shows them to be this sort of corporate powerhouse. Like they have a brand and they're, they are on Neon, but they're not going to let neon sully its brand Mm -hmm. so like that is something that is purely uh art direction yeah that's a great example and i think um we've talked about space truckers you know we've got this all these different genres and um styles mixed together within the game and it's kind of kind of all comes together to make it feel more alive and more lived in like a lived in universe. Yep. And you know, the the big thing that everyone talked about was the the NASA punk NASA aesthetic punk. Yep. of of kind of the game overall. And I think that that's really what that is is like Star Wars. You know, the original Star Wars was one of the first science fiction movies that showed a lived in universe and people loved it because it felt more realistic it felt like it could be even though it was space fantasy it felt like it could really happen you know it made it made the force real i guess well it made made magic real yeah and i think one of the things that helps is you have like han solo is flying this ship and his you know his warp drive or whatever it's uh, not working correctly. Mm-hmm. And he friggin' he hits it with his, you know, he just strikes it to get it working again. And yeah. most sci-fi films and books and whatever, they didn't show you that type of thing. It was just like, oh, in the future we have this and everything mm-hmm. works. And and it like, this was the, you know, yeah, Star Wars was one of the first to, to show you like, yeah, it's in the future, but that futuristic thing is busted and old yeah. to those characters. Or long, and long they do th- time ago in a galaxy far, far away. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say with our with the different things having different looks also extends to the outposts as well. Like you can kind of put up sort of a, you know, temporary military looking outpost, you know, it looks like a pop-up type thing or like a scientific one. You know, I just love that differences in the art direction even extends to to you the player. And these games have always been about choice and playing in the way that you want to play. Yeah, there's great variety in, in what you can build on the outposts from what I've seen too. And that's that's something that's only going to get better with time as people mod it and as they provide updates. But you know, these were not the only awards that Starfield was nominated for recently. Starfield also got nominated for GDC's Best Technology Award and I think it's important to point out that both the DICE Awards and the GDC Awards are nominated and voted on by game developers. Right. Okay, so it's it's not trolling. Oh boy, like the, those that award at Steam must have been trolls because there's no way it could win an award. Uh, no, these are developers. With, uh, with actual developers in the industry understanding what it takes to make this game, yeah, I think it's got a good chance. I think it's just crazy. Like uh, a lot of people's criticisms is based on uh, my wishes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wish, I wish the game would do all of these things, <laughs> and I'm mad that it doesn't. Yeah, I wish this was the game I had in my head. It's an actual real game. It's not an imaginary game. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's quite a few little interesting details that the community has pointed out this week that continue to blow my mind because I haven't seen these things yet. I'll jump into this first one. The first one is that they landed at a POI and you know the abandoned hangar? Usually it's, that's where the pirates are. So usually on a planet you find abandoned hangar, there's a bunch of pirates there. And sometimes when you get down underneath, the landing pad will open and a pirate ship will actually land inside. Well, I didn't know this, this player went to land at the POI and their ship went inside the hangar. People have pointed out that it's because he is part of the, the pirates. Yeah, yeah, I wanna say that has absolutely happened to me and I thought it was very cool. And because I'm still a double agent for SysDef yeah. for you know infiltrating the Crimson Fleet. Yeah, I remember that happening. Yeah, I, I was so new to the game at that point that I don't think I recognized that it was, you know, anything extraordinary. So I just kind of right. chalked it up to like, oh, this is just another way to land on a different landing pad. Speaking of things that people rarely see, I mean, we talked about the, the chunks to go ship. Apparently, there's also a repair ship, like a repair and go. Have you heard about this? Repair and go? Yeah. I don't think I have seen this. It's... You, you can hail them and you can buy ship parts. So, oh my God, I would love that. Right? Apparently there's at least these two two vendors. Maybe there's more. Yeah, I haven't seen the chunks to go. I haven't seen repair and go. I have a yeah. list of uh, random encounters in the game, um, but it doesn't list that one. It doesn't list the chunks ship either though. I think it's a good question for the listeners. Is this actually true? Have you seen it? Have you? encountered this ship, the Repair and Go. Mm -hmm. uh, let us know in the comments, please. You know, speaking of art direction and 
technology awards. I think these kind of go together. Uh, one of the things that Starfield, I think, continues to not get enough credit for is the way that planets orbit each other and move around within the star system. Mm -hmm. So we've seen some very interesting stuff. We've seen eclipses and that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's already cool. But this last week, a Redditor named Coffee Will Be Here was looking up in the sky and saw a nearby either a moon or planet. So they're either on a moon, they saw a planet, or vice versa. Mm -hmm. They're admiring this thing. All of a sudden, behind this moon starts rising a, a moon that was orbiting. So they're ah. getting like a moonrise behind a moonrise. Yeah, I was going to say it's like the opening scene from 2001 where there's like all these vistas of planets in alignment kind of, you know, you see like right. moons behind planets behind the sun, you know, kind of all lining up. I have not seen that. That's really cool. Yeah, that's absolutely stunning. I love how the game has implemented these real-time interactions with planets. I think it's totally underestimated or it's it's kind of like taken for granted. Starfield starts uh, for many people as like it doesn't seem like anything that special. And it's when you encounter these little moments. Mm -hmm. it's, it's when you see these things happen and you see how these extremely complicated systems reward you with these moments. That's when you start to see how amazing it is. And for this type of thing alone, I would love to see them win the technology award. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is with like the way time works in the game, and the way that you can use time to manipulate crafting. I mean, it's it's incredible. Like right, time dilation. Yeah, yeah. like it's it's just it's kind of mind-boggling. Like I haven't really gotten that far into the game yet to be able to want to manipulate time to, you know, refresh vendor credits or things like that. I haven't really need needed to do that, but yeah. if you're making these big farms and you're crafting a, a bunch of items or whatever, you need to figure out how you can manipulate the time by going to another planet where, you know, UT time is a fraction of, or, or vice versa, yeah. you know, of what you're actually doing. So you sleep for eight hours and like four days passes in UT time. It's called UT yeah. time, right? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, universal, I think it's universal time and then local time, yeah. uh, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, these, these types of things are very impressive, you know, and for example, like just by comparison, another game that I absolutely love, No Man's Sky, uh, they do not have orbiting planets. They don't have that system in place. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing is like, I didn't fault them for it. Like they just, it ended up being too complicated for them to do. Yeah. Or, so wait, like I, I haven't they, played No Man's Sky. If you're on a planet, yeah. you don't see any other planets in the background going by ever. No, you do. Okay. You actually do. But uh, what happens is you'll have this solar system that is, like when you're out in space, it's not, nothing is orbiting. Everything is just where it is. Like mm. that's it. However, the planets do spin. Once you get down on the planet, it will, it's almost like an illusion, I think. Like nothing is spinning while you're, out there in space but once you get on the planet then it will start this day night cycle and so what i do think was pretty mind-blowing would be when i would see a planet up in the sky 
And then my, you know, I'd have a friend playing with me because it's multiplayer, mm -hmm. and they would jump in their ship. They're like, I'm going to go to that planet, and they would jump in their ship and they'd fly away. And I would see their little player marker go to that planet. So that to me was very mind blowing. Yeah. And I and I loved that. So, trust me, I'm not saying anything negative about No Man's Sky. I'm just saying that they, for whatever reason, didn't do the orbiting stuff. Yeah, and because it's super complicated. I think it's a, <laughs> probably, yep. right? I think it's a huge achievement. I mm -hmm. think it is a huge achievement that Starfield has it. Yeah, and I think, does it make the game more fun? Uh, maybe. I mean, it helps you immerse yourself into the game, which can be more fun. Um, right. And I, I think it but, helps I mean, build the, the universe and create longevity in the game. So if the game yes. is fun in other places... And it also has this really cool, you know, planet mechanics or time mechanics, orbiting mechanics, whatever. It all adds to the immersion. I mean, I agree with you. Like, like that question is a valid question. Does the game make it more fun? For a lot of people, no. For a lot of people, I think the type of people that are saying these thousands of planets, this thousand planets have not, there's nothing to do on them. Like, they're just barren planets. Those types of people, I think this stuff wouldn't matter mm -hmm. because they want to they want to have things to do people to shoot they get down pew 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 and that's fine that's the type of player that, that they and that's it's there for them they can do that stuff but for players like me i spend a lot of time exploring those mm -hmm. barren planets i really like it i actually replied to a comment this week where i i said i loved the open barren planets in mass effect one I loved playing No Man's Sky, and I think that this is the next stage. Like, this is the next level of that type of thing. Yeah. And I'm so glad that they did it. And so this little, the orbits and the moon popping up behind a moon, that little moment is for the players like us, players like me. Hey everyone, really quick, I wanted to share some exciting news. So Starfield with Normal People now has a Patreon. We're actually adding a ton of stuff to the show and to the community. For instance, we are doing a monthly bonus episode. We are doing stickers that are going out, a t-shirt, we're doing member shout outs and a 4K digital wallpaper. Also once a month, we're going to do a live stream of us recording an episode and you'll be right there with us commenting, we'll, we could talk to you. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So all of that is going to be available on our new Patreon. The link is in the description. So click on that link and check it out. You can actually help support the show starting at just a dollar a month. We appreciate everyone's support and honestly, we appreciate you just for listening. All right, let's get back to the show. You know, something interesting happened to me. Like, I, I appreciate the visuals in the game. But prior to, I'd say, a week ago, game I just wasn't having as much fun in the game as I thought I would be having until mm -hmm. I started. Because we had talked about our character build a little bit, um, and I decided, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try boxing again. Initially, I, I rolled this bouncer security... Um, I made him look kind of like big and mean with the intention of making yep. this this character melee. And then when I actually tried melee, I mean, er, obviously I was early in the game. It just wasn't that fun. Yep. 
Michael, now it is a blast. I'm having such a good time beating oh, people's wow. faces in. Like, I can't even tell you. Nice. Like, it has changed the game fundamentally for me. And I think that is important for people to hear because there are many different aspects of the game. So if, if you're maybe you're not having fun yep. with it lately, there are a lot of different things you can try. You could try a different build. You can try, you know, doing side quests. Um, Like right now, um, I'm in Neon, and I'm kind of like, I took every quest. So I'm, you know, I'm in the Strikers. I'm trying to infiltrate the Disciples, and I'm with Ryujin, and, you know, I'm trying to figure out why security is, like, hassling all the vendors. So I've got a lot going on there, but that is a aspect of gameplay that is different than going out and like beating people's faces, which is actually more enjoyable. So right. I'm, I'm going to pause the the neon side questing that I'm doing right now, get back out into yep. the field and start doing melee. And um, I found a couple of YouTube videos too of like different melee builds and techniques and stuff. And I was kind of already doing, I use like gravity wave because that's a power that I have. But with gravity wave, oh, that one, yeah, that one's fun. Yeah, I mean, you just knock them on their butt, and then you cheap shot them when they're down, and you get quite a few free punches <laughs> in. And uh, it, you can help crowd two shots below the belt. <laughs> exactly, you can crowd control with it. So <laughs> it's, I think it's kind of fun because there's a lot of good shooter. I mean, this is a good shoot, shooting game as well. Like, there's right. great gun mechanics and so forth. But um, I don't know. I think uh, melee is underrated. I think it's going to be appreciated more and more. And I do want to say last week I complained that there were really only like two melee weapons. I'm just using fists, but there right. are quite a few melee weapons. I think what I was saying there just seems to be two types. Like there seems to be like right. knives and basically like blades and and knives, yeah. Yeah. It's like, like swords and stabbing weapons. Like there's there's no hammers. Like yeah, there's no... so like I, I think because I'm bi- biased from fallouts, like Fallout 3 and 4, you had such a wide, I mean, you could use lead pipes, you could use chainsaws. I think some yeah. people are, you know, thinking of Fallout in terms of all the melee weapon variety. We had a commenter, I, I, th- I found it to be a very helpful comment. Uh, they, they listed off all the different melee weapons that this has so Mm -hmm. you know it's it's cool to see like it's it's like seven or eight um shrimp on a stick fried shrimp (laughs) shrimp to go Uh, (laughs) it's kind of like that (laughs) the sword of a thousand truths there's the i think what's going to be exciting for me because i'm going to be doing a melee character soon i'm going to be doing a swordsman what's exciting is right now I'm using tons and tons of guns. Like I have tons of guns. A lot of the the legendaries that I pick up now, at like at my high level, I'm almost level 100. It's oh, you like, haven't hit the coveted level 100 yet. Still don't have the achievement. Yet. I'm at I'm level 97. I am so mm. close. I'm thinking by next episode I will have started my swordsman character. We'll see. Nice. The thing is that so many legendaries, legendary guns get lost in the mix because. Mm-hmm. There's so many of them. Whereas with this swordsman character, I'll be focused more. Uh, I, I'm not saying that I won't carry any guns because I'll probably need to, but I'll be so focused on having that perfect blade mm-hmm. that it'll be nice to sort of like like be constantly on the quest to find the perfect legendary blade. 
Like that will be that will be my quest, <laughs> like overall. Right. So I think that will be fun. I wonder, I mean, I found a legendary blade by like level 22. So I wonder if like, yeah. you know, is there anything, I guess, I guess it's all about what it comes, what the dice roll gives you beyond a yeah, legendary, exactly. right? Yeah. I feel like it's like you find a legendary and then you'll, it'll have certain perks, certain traits. Mm-hmm. And then it's just a matter of like, you find another one, like days later, you find another one. Are these traits better than the one that I have you know mm-hmm. if you need to level up to 100 uh, our friend Richard has uh, posted a video of Starfield Essentials running the O2 shot farm um, where he shows us how to create an entire farm for O2 shots and you get like crazy XP and crazy amount of money fairly quickly so if you need to level up your character get those last two levels I got to tell you, you know, last week we kind of sort of poo-pooed that idea of the XP farm. And it was, you know, I think we were coming from a place of like, oh, that doesn't sound like fun gameplay. Mm -hmm. But I might do it because I've been going to planets with high-level animals and just mowing them down. And even though I'm getting tons of XP, it's still taking a long time. And tons of ammo, right? And tons of ammo. So, like, Mm -hmm. this is one of those moments where I kind of go, all right, guys, maybe the XP farm is the way to go. And and don't get me wrong, this is not how I would do most characters. Well, let me ask you this. Stardew Valley, yes or no? No. Okay, so then I get why you really don't want to set up a whole little farming base and go around and monitor all your little, you know... Uh, things and collect the the other yeah, things from the things and well no <laughs> you know what I'm getting at I, right I it's like clarify. this whole little farming sim with a let me clarify okay let me clarify because you know I love farming sims mm-hmm. I love I love farming simulator like you know 22 or whatever year they're on yeah I, I I love those games and I love Subnautica where it's more like survival but you can build a little farm I'm hoping for more farm updates for Starfield. I just need to clarify because Stardew Valley is a beloved game and and some people might be shocked that I said no. Mm-hmm. Look guys, Starfield, Stardew Valley, Starfield Valley, that's what I want. <laughs> it's a new game. Um, <laughs> Stardew Valley is one of those games that I have tried to play multiple times mm-hmm. and I want to love it. I love the aesthetic. I love the way it looks. And I love generally the idea of the farming. Um, I just don't want to, I don't want to go to town and meet people and, you know, learn, oh, what's your favorite color? Like, (laughs) I don't, I don't need that. And in fact, like there was another game, I think it's like Coral something. I want to play it, but I saw the trailer and I was like overwhelmed because at first it's like, farm on land farm in the ocean i was like oh that's cool and then Mm -hmm. it's like meet this person go to their graduation get married have kids and i'm like whoa 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 (laughs) i do enough of that in real life (laughs) i've got that handled but yeah one of our discord users actually recommended this game to me and i think that they were right on the money to recommend it to me because Mm -hmm. normally i like these games but i don't know i just i was oh starting i was (laughs) (laughs) i was just i sometimes i just get overwhelmed by how much there is to do in a game when i just want like a simple 
more simple game. Yeah, I have but. three hours into Stardew Valley, and it just wasn't the game for me. For probably the same reasons. I don't know. Like, I grew up on a farm, yeah. so I'm like, hey, I don't really need to... I lived it. I don't need a sim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know what growing turnips is all about, buddy. Okay. Yeah. I've been in the trenches. <laughs> yeah. Stardew Valley is not your thing, but Skyrim was absolutely your thing. And speaking of yes. Skyrim, a gentleman by the name of Christopher Oates posted that it took me almost 500 hours of play before I stumbled upon this gym. And then they posted a screenshot on Facebook. And in the screenshot, it showed a colonist. And the colonist had the dialogue, and I'm quoting, I used to be an explorer too, but then I... No, never mind. It's a long story. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Bethesda giving a little shout out to uh, their previous Skyrim most popular parody yeah, line of just all time. Just a huge meme that came out of Skyrim. Everybody knows you what know, we're talking about, right? The arrow to the knee. Even long before I played Skyrim, because I don't, I don't, I didn't play it right at launch, mm -hmm. and just everyone was talking about the arrow to the knee comment, and you know. It was just, it was almost as big as like the cake is a lie. Right. You know, from it surpassed Portal. the game. Like you didn't have to play the game to know it. That's that's funny that you brought that up. Like I was trying to think of other game memes that kind of became bigger than the game. Like there was a yeah. Dota like the Dota song. Remember there was like a huge YouTube song about playing Dota? Right. Did you, did you ever see that? So that kind of Yeah. That was pre meme internet. Yeah, it's, arrow to the knee and like, um, what are some other like... This is a great question for our listeners. Uh, yeah. I would love to know, what are some other just huge memes or phrases that came out of out of a video game that, that took off in the that way? But I do like this. Uh, I think it's really funny to have the colonists say that. And I'll say this, this sort of proves, to me, it proves just how big of a game Starfield is because... I've heard a colonist say this phrase once, mm -hmm. and then I don't think I ever heard it again. Um, I have so it's not, not heard like, it. yeah, it's not like Skyrim where you'll walk into Whiterun and hear the same things, like the same <laughs> yeah, phrase billion times every single time you go in. Are you a uh, a fast clicker through the dialogue, or do you let them speak every line? I let them speak the first time I play. Okay. But I'm to a point where I am replaying missions mm -hmm. and I click, 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 which actually I didn't realize I was, I was doing it. Like I click and I'm, I'm trying to speed read as I mm -hmm. click and I'm a pretty fast reader. So I get the general idea of what they're saying and I'm just yeah. clicking. And I didn't realize I was doing that until I was actually making that video that we put on our channel. Uh, where I kind of made it sort of movie-like. Mm -hmm. um, and the I, Hitman I one. realized, yeah, the Hitman one, uh, I realized because I had, I was reading what they were saying, but I was clicking through it. And then I realized, I was like, oh, damn it, I can't, I can't use that clip. Like, they said something really cool that I would have been able to use, but I skipped it. You um, blew it! And so, yeah, <laughs> I totally blew it. So... Yeah, I realized that I was doing that. There's a new Adam Sandler space movie trailer just dropped. I guess he's in space oh, with a really? big spider. I didn't see this at all. <laughs> yeah, space is like really the, the theme this year. Did you watch the trailer? No, because I, on one hand, I feel like Adam Sandler is finally comfortable in his own skin. Like he feels, his public persona 
is like someone I, I like he's a celebrity I somewhat admire. Yeah. His his last like two decades of films are so bad that I yeah. like he's a multi multi-millionaire because of all his films for Netflix and all that, but they are just trash. I mean, they're so bad. Yeah. So, I think so that's bad. what's very interesting about him is is he is great like he's a great he seems like a great guy i don't know him mm-hmm. <laughs> but he seems awesome he's very talented he's done some amazing films and he's now realized that he can take a huge paycheck make a bunch of ridiculously kind of dumb movies with his friends yeah turns it into a vacation they go to hawaii and film grown-ups too or whatever you know mm-hmm. and they're terrible films, but enough people watch them that that he makes money. So whatever. Remember what I told you about those new, two New Zealand guys who did the podcast on um, Grown Ups Two? They just watch it every day, and they do a podcast every day for like a year. Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> it's hilarious. Like, oh man, <laughs> oh man. Like it's the like is it's there, one of the worst movies of all time. Of, is it's, there a lot of like, wow, you know, let me t- something I didn't notice on the first, <laughs> you know, fifty two watches. I mean that does but happen, time, but yeah, I mean they obviously <laughs> talk about other things, <laughs> but like that's got to do something to your brain. Though. Oh yeah, they did a season two of the podcast, and I think it was like Sex in the City Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> which i think oh, what, like where they go to the middle east yeah i think and they watch yeah. that one every day for like a year that's so funny i remember <laughs> when i was playing grand theft auto like the original like like the original 3d one grand theft auto 3 and i was like trying to find in the game you have to collect these cars and take them to the shop mm-hmm. and then it gets crossed off a list i had done every single car the last one i needed was a trash truck I'm driving around. The game will not spawn a trash truck. So I'm just like, I, I'm not kidding. Like, that's all I needed. So I was playing for hours and hours and hours, driving around looking for trash trucks. <laughs> so then what happened was, then I'm done playing the game for that day. I'm out with friends. We're driving down the street in real life. <laughs> and I saw a trash truck. And you carjacked it. for a it. brief... <laughs> didn't go that far. But for a brief moment, I felt very excited. <laughs> like there was this brief moment where I went like, I think I even like pointed like I went, oh, oh, no, no, never mind. I, for, I forgot I'm, this is real life. But yeah. That is so, amazing. That, <laughs> I mean, I'm silenced just pondering. <laughs> what that was like and what that feeling was like for you when when, when that happened. <laughs> I'm happy for you on one hand, but I'm also like very, very concerned. No, there I just saw an article on on Grand Theft Auto four, I think it was, about how, you know, there were such limitations they couldn't spawn a whole lot of vehicles or pedestrians. So at the time, you didn't really notice, but revisiting that game, it feels like a ghost town. You're like wandering around yeah. these the like city. This is New York. Yeah, you're like you're in a liminal space, I guess, of like emptiness, and uh, it's kind of surreal, I guess, to to revisit it. But I thought that was 
fascinating. I think it's it's pretty interesting because back then it was like, whoa, I mm-hmm. mean, it's Liberty City, it's full of people. And it's not, I don't know, it, like we accept the limitations. I, I always thought video games was like watching a play. Uh, you know, when you watch a play and you see four characters sitting on four seats pretending to drive a car, mm-hmm. you suspend your disbelief because it's a play and you're like, oh, they're driving a car. And old video games... I think is very similar like they in our memory they look and seem a certain way because we accepted those limitations and we filled in the blanks with our mind right and nothing could be more you know more more truer than text adventures you know taking it way back i mean the entire game was in your mind more or less i mean aside from the few text prompts so i wonder if anyone's going to go back and and play Baldur's Gate 1 now that, uh, you know, Baldur's Gate 3 is such a success. Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 are both coming to Game Pass. Oh, really? I believe so. I believe I saw that announced. So there will be an opportunity, I think, for a lot of people to try it. I think maybe they'll be shocked by how dated it is, but, I mean, there's no reason not to try. Yeah, it looks like Age of Empires. It's like a, you know, 3D isometric view it looks cool though yeah. it looks fine looks like a 90s 2000s video game nothing wrong with that nope so after last week's episode we got so much listener feedback uh comments on youtube mm-hmm. on spotify and then also we're always having a great conversation going on in our discord uh, so if you haven't joined the discord yet click the link you will not find better fans of starfield anywhere else Yep. But yeah, Dwayne, I think we should go through a, just a bunch of these comments real quick because some of them have some nice comments just directed towards the podcast, but also some really good tips. Absolutely. Joe from Spotify said, I stopped playing Starfield at the 55 hour mark. I enjoyed my time with it, but found it underwhelming and I won't go back. Uh, never say never. However, I listen to every episode of the podcast for some reason. It's great. Joe, thank you so much. I, we appreciate that. Yeah, that's super nice. Like, I, re- I really appreciate that. And I think this is a good time to, to mention that Dwayne and I are actually working on some upcoming projects, including a new podcast. So we'll, we'll say more at a later time, but we're getting really, really close to launching another podcast are that you we're into very excited about. Cake? Are you into cake? Because it's the cake podcast. <laughs> no, cake. not really. All the time. The cake this, is a lie. It's not a cake podcast. This was a that triumph. That was quite literally a lie. Yeah. Um, we, we got a comment from a friend of the show, Lincoln Six Echo, who said, I want my RIP headstone to be an achievement unlocked banner when I finally go to video game heaven. <laughs> now, this is appropriate Thanks, because Lincoln. remember I was talking about uh, some friends of mine that are very hardcore achievement hunters and he is one of them. I thought he would be, yeah. Oh, I wanted to say uh, regarding Joe, um, not picking up the game again, try a melee build. Just try punching people. It's, it's actually yeah. pretty fun. 
Double D six one three three. And in regard to what you were saying about unlocking achievements, they said, I feel this. I used to think the same thing playing original Xbox games without achievements. So you had said like you felt empty. You felt like you were wasting your time because you weren't unlocking any achievements. So double D sixty one thirty three agreed with you. Ewams one actually had a comment talking about uh, saying he said people don't realize that we should treat the fact that you can visit explore all the land on every planet and moon as part of the environmental background stuff that serves as a nice and big bonus to the main handcrafted locations they go on to say more but i couldn't agree more it's the this is what we've been trying to explain like people talk about the empty planets and stuff there's so much handcrafted content that you could ignore all the quote-unquote empty planets but what you have is it makes it feel more real when you you're not locked into one city Mm -hmm. on a planet you go outside the bounds of the city i i yeah i mean some people get it and some people just don't get it that it's it's a bonus larry uh aya quinta said great podcast i find myself listening to you more and more i give a i give starfield a nine but if it continues to be supported I expect to go to 10. Very similar to what I was saying, yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like this comment that we got from Daedric Gadrick. They said, I found y'all's podcast on Spotify and I've listened to everything. Y'all are awesome. This is the part that I really like. They said, I'm a mental health therapist. And so y'all's podcast helps me decompress on my commute home from work. Keep it up. Well, you know, Daedric Gadrick tells us to keep it up, but man, you keep it up. You're a mental health therapist. Mm-hmm. You're doing a lot of good. Um, I, I love hearing that somebody in the mental health field is a gamer. Right. I think that a lot could be said about how gaming can help people. The positive things coming out of the gaming world, for sure. Yeah, Hunker Down 4792 says, I just happened across this channel. Very entertaining. Can't wait for the next one. Now, it wasn't all praise. Fush Norris wanted to point out, Dwayne, mm. that GoBots, if you look, came out first. <laughs> <laughs> but they did admit, they did admit the Transformers were better, but they came out after. Yeah, uh, Fush Norris, you're not the only one who brought that up. I admit um, I was wrong. Uh, I think someone else pointed out that GoBots came out first. Does not make them better. So yeah, maybe Transformers was the knockoff, but man, so much better. Like so much so much higher they, they quality. Just, they just took it to another level. There was a whole line of um, GoBots where it was like, really poor motorcycle things you know like nine out of ten were like motorcycles and they they would never go back together i don't know my friend had some gobots and i was like (laughs) these these are gobots these suck give me my transformers uh and speaking of being corrected uh bish bosh did point out that only the mag sniper can be charged the rest of the mag weapons fire as soon as you pull the trigger Uh so that is an important distinction and we got a great tip from acid rain who said the fourth level of nutrition gives you three percent xp extra versus two percent extra xp such as the alien tea shepherd's pie and grandma's meatloaf (laughs) okay so that's well can be significant, right? That can be, and and that is uh, that's a great correction because yeah, we we kind of laughed and we joked about how, you know, who who would get the food bonuses? Like it it 
doesn't seem to matter, but mm-hmm. but that's a good one. Now I remember uh, my first playthrough. I got the recipe for alien tea and I crafted like 99 of them, and I put it on my hot bar. And so anytime I was about to get into a battle with mm-hmm. enemies, I would just quickly drink alien tea, and for the next 15 minutes I was racking up extra XP. So that's a that's a really good tip. And finally. MSXBRC had a very good comment where they kind of went into detail about combining skills in the game. Now, I, I actually thought about this comment when you were talking about how your your melee build is actually getting fun again. Mm-hmm. And this is really how you do it. Like, you look at certain skills at, that work with also uh, with certain powers, right? That you can get the star powers. So building these characters to you know and these powers to work together is going to help a lot, and I think make the game more fun. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to zone in on what you want, right? You have to focus on okay melee. Well, what would help me do melee? In addition to that, this listener also points out something that. I knew about, but I forgot. The game has an auto cover mode that happens so, like, just crouching and hiding next to a wall, you'll mm-hmm. be behind cover, and then you just hold left trigger to aim, and you'll actually pop out of cover. It doesn't work with every single surface or wall, mm-hmm. but it works really well in some spots. So, if you didn't know about the auto cover mode, Try it I'm not the next a, time you're in a firefight. I'm not a big fan of that because you're right. It doesn't work. It's this, not the same game mechanic every single time. It's it's uh, conditional. And because it's conditional, it means you are you try it and you're like, it didn't work. So then you just end up running That's around true. the corner. Um, That's true. So I feel like it could be better or maybe there could be a button where you could turn it on, make it so that it would do it every single time. Yeah. Instead of kind of just like sometimes it does it. Yeah. And last week we're talking about when you forget to save. Matthew Miller came up with Gamnesia, which is forgetting to save your game and not knowing why. So thanks for that comment. That that really, I I really like that. Yeah. I think anytime that I die and I didn't save for a long time, I'm I'm just going to say, oh, my character got Gamnesia. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, before we go, I do want to shout out our Discord. It is uh, an amazing place and we've got weekly challenges happening. So we have Drive for shipbuilding challenges. We have the Starfield Adventure Club for uh, all of us visiting the same planet and people are sharing their adventures and screenshots. And every week, someone is going to win a prize. We actually need to give a prize out for last week, and we will be doing that soon. Mm-hmm. We've got some patches. They are very cool. Yeah. In addition to that, we also have cribs if you want to show off your domicile, where you live in the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the game, not not in real life. <laughs> I mean, you could do that. No one would get upset. No. Thanks to everyone that listens on Spotify, Apple, and thanks to those watching on YouTube. All links are provided in the show notes below. Yes, and an extra special thanks for comments and feedback. If you have a comment, suggestion, or an in-game story to share, you can leave a comment on our YouTube page or come talk to us directly in our Discord. If you like the show, consider dropping a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. That would really help us out. Thank you for traveling the Starfield with us. Make sure you subscribe because we will be back for more next week. See ya! See ya!